Hey, welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast, the only podcast in your podcast catcher. What's going on, y'all? I am Jordan. I am here with a couple special guests today. I've got Zach. What's going on, Zach? What's up, fellas? Yo, I've also got the other Josh here. Not my brother Josh, but my my other my other bro ha Josh. Josh, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. Stoked to have you guys. Uh, you know, Brandon had a uh, family obligation, and my brother is still under the weather. Uh, he had a really sore throat today, so. He was like, man, I can't sit there and talk football for an hour without uh, being in horrific pain. So uh, hoping he's, he gets better quick. And uh, Brandon, I hope you're out having fun. And uh, yeah, we're uh, we're going to cover some football today. Miss so, you guys, uh, but I'm just going to say, you know, did you know we have upgrade tomorrow already? What tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. That's, so we have Saturday games. Like, like honest most- to God games. When most people are listening to this, like it'll it'll probably be like between games or something on Saturday. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to you know. I mean, part of it's like there's not college football going on right now, right? That's true. Yeah, at least nothing meaningful. Yes. So, uh, so we get some Saturday games, and then we still get a full Sunday slate and a Monday night game. So um you know good stuff lots of football i always forget every year that they actually do have saturday games and so this is always just a fun surprise and it's definitely better to balance it out than like 50 games on a sunday that you can't even see half of it yeah i don't know i like a lot of games on the sunday like you know not having bye weeks the first couple weeks of the season when there's no buys and pretty much everybody's playing on sundays is pretty sweet I, enjoy I mean, that. I, I apologize. I do want to correct myself. If you're a, a dynasty degenerate, like you're scouting tomorrow, like at 8 a.m. <laughs> Pacific time, we got the Cincinnati Bearcats and the Louisville Cardinals going on in the Fenway Bowl. Like we have real football from like sun up to sundown tomorrow. Dude, like, you're slacking. What's up. I'm Let's watching get like, it. middle school games, like East Tennessee, <laughs> you know, junior high, getting those deep highlight reels. This kid, Austin, you know, Five foot three already. I thought that was Zach's role was to was to watch. I don't want to sidetrack your podcast, but middle school football smack talk on like TikTok is the best <laughs> shit. You can do. <laughs> I'm, I'm like half kidding, but it's so real. Like they're serious, but they're twelve, so it's hilarious. Uh, it, it's amazing. So the drunken parents. That's, if that's you find yourself gets. with that on your for your page, you're already winning. Ridiculous, man. They're. I keep hearing that they're thinking about banning TikTok all the time, like every other week. It's like, oh, they're thinking about banning TikTok. It's like, all right. Obviously, it's bad for you, but like, you know, so is everything else. So, so we're, we're just going to have to keep TikToking. Yeah. All right. No, man. Um, you guys want to get into the uh, into some, some news, some football I news, really some daily yes. roundabout? Let's do it. In the daily roundabout, we have Tyler Lockett having surgery for his broken finger. 
Uh, so that's a bummer. Um, yeah. He did have a decent game on Thursday, and we'll get into the Thursday night review here in a few minutes. But uh, he's expected to, I think, miss at least one game. They're saying that so they, there's we'll, a good chance we'll he could actually that. play after that, though. So that's fingers are kind of weird. You can you can I, play on a broken finger. If he finger. plays like he's a trooper, I I remember seeing um, amazing wide receiver Tory Holt mm. after he retired. He showed a picture of his fingers after years of catching passes, and they were just they they were bent sideways left and right. And if, if that's what you go through with healthy fingers as a wide receiver, I, I can only imagine the pain of catching a fastball. From regardless, I mean, Geno Smith is, you know, he is what he is, but like catching a football, especially in Seattle, it's cold right now. How yeah. much that would hurt. Like, that props to him if he, oh, if he man. dude, same plays. with like Donald Driver yeah. with, uh, after what, 10 years of like Brett Favre. Ugh, that was mangled. Ugh. Crazy what those guys go through. It's wild. Um, in other news, we got Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton are ruled out for the Denver game this week. So that's going to be, you know, potentially an upgrade at the quarterback position, right. but definitely that's a downgrade at wide receiver. They're uh, still going to score 13 points. And... That's not true. Yeah, no, they're, they're not going to look any better without Russ. That's not going to happen. So, um, you know, I mean, weird stuff happens in the NFL, but like, who, um, uh, who who is it that's gonna start again? It's um, it's not Hamlin, right? They're playing the Cardinals too. Like Cardinals defense isn't world beaters. That's that's gonna be just, I think a low scoring game because Broncos defense is good. Cardinals. Jordy's looked though, better Tyler. recently though. Yeah, the Cardinals defense is really bad. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be. Uh-huh. I don't know. They're not gonna be. Yeah, I don't know. But it's it's going to be weird because with Bill Murray, that's going to be kind of weird. It's Brett Rippon versus Colt McCoy. Oh, dude. That's what you want to see. Yeah, especially this time of year in your playoffs when you're trying to start, you know, James Conner, DeAndre Hopkins. You're trying to start. Um, well, Connor I mean, really had a good not game a- last week. I mean, Kyler got hurt early and Connor still put up pretty decent fantasy points and hopkins, and hopkins been, still like, had a ton of QB volume proof yeah yep. like i remember when well yeah. this was like four or five years ago but when he was like five qbs deep like when houston what is it it was when tj yeah. yates was the best quarterback and he was the qb3 that year um and then he was down to i think literally qb5 or six and he still produced love that man yeah, Hopkins, you mean wide receiver, but yes. Yeah, yeah Hopkins is awesome. He's going to be just fine, and uh, James Conner's going to be just fine as well, but at the same time, it does limit their ceiling a little bit just because team scoring opportunities are probably going to go down without Kyler. Yeah, less so sustain drives and all that. Um, yeah, and it, exactly. And that's you know what we're probably going to see it with Denver with Brett Rippon and not having the number one wide receiver there is it's going to be tough to sustain drives. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not a lot of scoring opportunity there. I think that I would you know take the under on that game right now. Um, Regardless of what it is, they smash the under. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so we also have Mike White out for the Jets. Zach so, Wilson is going to be starting. How do we feel about this? I'm not excited. I it makes me less excited for Garrett Wilson 
personally, and he was probably the only Jet I really wanted to start other than Zonovan Knight, who I think is maybe still an okay mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, uh, like I know it's not going to be a hot take or a really one that anyone loves, but if you look at who actually Zach Wilson's played, he's only played tough defenses all year. Like he has not, I mean, Miami was his easiest kind of pit early on and he had a decent game against them. Uh, but like, you know, so his stats suck, but this is like the easiest slew. So I don't think it's going to be as bad as you think. Like, I think he's going to be starble. Like I think he's flex worthy. I mean, if you have a two QB, obviously. As a Garrett Wilson owner, I'm not excited. Oh, no. Wilson's going down. As someone who, like, loves storylines for the sake of storylines, like, we are now in Act 3 of the Disney movie that is Zach Wilson's career. Like, (laughs) it starts high, he's drafted high, he hits the low with the injury, he hits the high coming back, he hit the all-time low getting benched. Yeah. And if he's going to be anything as a quarterback, like, this is the moment of his story, of his Disney or Hallmark story, where he comes back triumphantly and just balls out. It's I, I think high school musical Zach Wilson edition. You, you got it. Like, am I going to start any Jets with confidence? No. But, like, I, I'm ready for it. All right. It is you would still the worst maybe flex defense. Garrett Wilson? They're still playing the Lions. They are the still Lions. playing the Lions. <laughs> Yeah, so there's going to be opportunity. They're going to be fine, especially if the Lions' offense is hot. There's, there, yeah, there's going to be a lot of throwing. Not well, but there's going to be a lot of balls in the air. <laughs> I'm well, not predicting it, but my body's ready for it. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we'll see what happens there. I think it'll be interesting. I think the Lions are going to find a way to score, even though it's a tough Jets defense. They've been mm-hmm. on fire lately, so I got um, everybody back. Yeah, in there. Yeah, totally healthy now. So, um, all right. Kenny Pickett is doubtful for this uh, this game Sunday against the Panthers. It's in Carolina. It's a 10 a.m. game. So uh, it sounds like Mitch Trubisky is likely to be the starter for that game. How do we feel about Najee Harris? Um, you know, uh, any of the pass catching options there as well? Uh, like, Nod- I think Fryermuth, you're probably still fine because tight ends are terrible. Yeah. But outside of that, I think it lowers your confidence. Where do you guys feel with Najee? Uh, I think Najee is going to take a little bit of a dive. If if you look at when Mitch was in early, Najee was, that's when he was struggling his most. And, you know, there's going to be a lot more pressure on him. So, yeah, I would not be super confident in Najee right now. I'm 100% confident that Najee's going to get you exactly what Najee's got you all year, which is like 9 to 12 points. Okay, that's a good point. Uh, that's good point. No, no doubt about it. Like, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is a downgrade from Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's got a better upside long-term. Like, tomorrow, or I'm sorry, they play Sunday. I don't think there's any difference. They're at the same level. I don't. I honestly don't see a difference. I don't oh, I strongly disagree. Just like... No. Neither one's good. Neither one's like the worst no, quarterback see, in the league. The difference is Mitch only does little checkdowns and he's really conservative, whereas Pickett is, uh, you know, takes bigger risks, and that's why there've been bigger like bombs to his receivers. That's why Pickens has been better with him. Fryermuth has done bigger yardage plays. Like uh, overall, 
the receivers have done well, not because overall quality of QB, like the rating, I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it, you know, they're probably both really bad, but the big plays are more going to be like present themselves more with Pickett. I'm more concerned that Najee missed practice than I am with the quarterback change. Oh, he missed practice on Wednesday. Wednesdays are full of lies. You never really know. Okay. Sure. Um, he doesn't currently rest. have any kind of injury tag, at least not an ESPN. Um, so let me ask you guys the, the, dilemma that i have currently because i'm you know i started cmc obviously and i've got isaiah pacheco but right now i'm looking at Najee harris versus t higgins for my flex after t higgins just gave me a donut last week i would say see see who's healthiest but like that doesn't really do any good because they both lie <laughs> so after higgins last week you never really know do pacheco. would you start would you start no, Pacheco's already in. It's oh, Najee yeah, or T. Higgins. No, my, my mistake. Yeah, yeah, I would start yeah. Higgins in a vacuum, um, assuming they're both healthy and uh, going to play. I would start Higgins against Tampa. Um, I don't think even you're going to regret starting either one. Well, either, I mean, that, even that, after last week? I, that, that's saying if, if I was certain they were both going to play, I, I'm not certain they're both going to play, so... Yeah. I would lean Najee for safety and Higgins for upside. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good um, point. Yeah, big big play. You want to get Higgins, but uh, I I like to play a little bit safer. So yeah, I go with Najee. Would you consider like a Darius Slayton over either over <laughs> either one of those guys or well, both of those guys? On the line. I don't mm. know. Man. Right. Slayton's been okay. Like if you just. If you just need points, like if you're confident through the rest of your, like I probably would do Slayton over Higgins, honestly. But if you feel like you're going to need that extra boost, if you you're not confident against your opponent, yeah, do Higgins. Uh, I mean, Najee scored four touchdowns his last four games. I'm just uh, talking about Higgins. He's not getting Slayton, you much though. outside of that. But... Yeah, I currently have Najee in. Yeah, that's the right play. I would lean Najee. I would. It's close, go, but but with Najee, the Najee Higgins, Najee's been better recently. Like he's catching passes. Okay. He's been more efficient, and you know he could and uh, fall into the end zone twice. So it's like it's potential, or even just once would be would probably be fine. That's I fair. mean, two would be great, but you're, you're not, not gonna great. you're not gonna cry about him. You're not gonna look at him and be like, oh, you know, no, you're a good dude. Um. All right. The last last little bit of news we got is uh, Damian Pierce, Brandon Cooks are both going to be out for the Texans. Uh, they're they're going to be missing some other players as well. So it's going to be Nico probably Collins, pretty easy sledding. <laughs> um, Nico Collins is out as well. Yep. Yep. They're playing so. Kansas City. Pierce was not going to play outside the first quarter. It, it's yeah. it's not a loss for fantasy. Just write that one off. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, this is why Pacheco's for sure in my lineup, you know, it seems like this game is is set up to just be kind of a blowout, so I I think Houston's kind of giving up. Honestly, I kind of like McKinnon in that because they're going to get so far ahead, they'll run the backup running back even. But McKinnon's been getting way more of the passing work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without CH, yeah. Um. Actually, though, for this one, uh, Moore had a really good game recently. 
Uh, so they have to throw it to someone, you know. So he's probably Chris he Moore. Needs- yes, yeah. I I have him in my DFS lineup this week because I think Chris Moore is a pretty good spot start in something like that. I don't know that I'd want to play him with my playoffs on the line. That's kind of sketchy, but yeah. in a DFS or something like that, sure. Yeah, I mean, to be a ball, bit yeah. of a contrarian. Levy Smith has no problem running the ball down 30 points either, though. That's true. Like, I wouldn't say they have to throw it to someone. Levy I will Smith say if you need to do a spot and, start, and I'd for, rather... For my entire adult life has not had to pass the ball to anybody, with Rex Grossman going way back to the... <laughs> Rex Grossman. He'll run the ball here. Yeah, but I was, I was going to say, it's like the if you had to do a spot start over more, I would probably get Marquise Goodman, uh, Goodwin, uh, who has also been good this year and fits the profile for Lockett you know, much better. So, Yeah, I like that. I think that's probably not that bad. Um, but, uh, you know, we are you, you wouldn't be able to play them this week, obviously. No, but next week. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, maybe for next week as a fill-in for the Locket owners, that's, that's possible. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's hop into the uh, Thursday night review. I just love that drop so much. Beautiful. Sounds like me. Uh, the 49ers took on the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, they won 21 to 13. The 49ers did. Uh, they advanced to 10 and 4. On the year, Seahawks are dead even at seven and seven. So um, it was uh, a fun little game. The 49ers kind of got out to a pretty good lead, and the Seahawks were trying to catch up at the end. Uh, Brock Purdy, 217 yards, threw two touchdowns, had a nice game for, you know, being the third string quarterback here. He's really played well. So uh, what do you guys think of Brock Purdy? Everything I said about Zach Wilson and the, the storylines, like amplify it by a thousand. Like this was literally <laughs> Mr. the last pick of the draft. Yeah. Walking in and beating Tom Brady his first game and is now undefeated, won his division, and taking his team to the playoffs. Like, I, I'm a fan of a, a fellow like going to make the playoffs team, and I don't want to play San Francisco. And Brock Purdy is balling out. Like... It's exciting. I don't know that I want to start him in fantasy. I think they're going to be run heavy. He's going to Kittle is going to kill it the next several weeks with yeah. the short intermediate passes. Yeah, we man, saw it's, it's exciting. We, we saw twenty six carries for Christian McCaffrey in this game, yeah. which is awesome. Hundred eight yards on the ground and a touchdown. Had six receptions as well uh, on eight targets, thirty receiving yards. So not the greatest through the air, but uh, at least you know he's getting the targets like crazy. Kittle, like you mentioned, had a huge game four for 93 and two. So this Niners offense is rolling. Ayuk's really the only one that let you down. He had two for 19, uh, but we saw him involved last week when Purdy was in. So I'm not worried long term. It was just a I, bad I know a lot week. of people were excited about Ayuk with Debo being out. I it, It's easy to say after the fact. I understand that. I was never big on Ayuk this week with Pur- Purdy came in banged up. He was, uh, I don't even think he was officially playing until like the day of or maybe the night before. Um, yeah, I heard he didn't even. Seattle, like, I, 
I heard Purdy didn't throw any passes all week because of his right. rib injuries until like earlier in the day before the game on Thursday. So they're, they're, you have a third string quarterback who's banged up. You have the best running back or second best running back talent wise in the last, I don't know, 10 years, maybe throwing um, Adrian Peterson and Todd Gurley in that mix, but it, whatever. CMC is amazing. And Kittle is is very good as a tight end at worst. Like you're not trying to do a whole lot. Seattle is has overachieved on the year. You're not asking the world out of him, and he still performed. Like I, I don't know. You're not asking him to stretch the field. We'll say Seattle's That's secondary true, and you was don't a strong suit, so that kind of does attribute a little bit to Ayuk too. That's that's true as well. Um, Gino, he had an okay game, two thirty-eight and a passing mm-hmm. touchdown. Kenneth Walker, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf, and Noah Fant, they all had decent games. They mm-hmm. weren't none of them went off, uh, but none of them really let you down too bad either. So uh, that's that's nice. Um, all right, uh, yeah, any other big say... takeaways from the Niners Seahawks? Yeah, I will say for Purdy, uh, you know, and, and people do mention this, and there's always one or two examples of this early, I mean, late in the season, is that um, Purdy might be an illusion just because he's fresh legs. Like, you know, the rest of the league are tired. They've been playing for, you know, 10, 14 games. And then you have this guy who has no reps. Like, he's, you know, been healthy all year, and he just comes out there and it's a little bit easier when, yeah, you're like, you know, you're fresh and everyone else is haggard. So there's no tape yeah, on him. Tom Brady, I agree. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying. He's like, better than Tom Brady. We saw it last week. Yeah, he what proved he, it. Yeah. Uh, undefeated against Tom Brady. Um, so, but my point still is, is just that there is, there is. Uh, he's fresh and there's not a lot of tape on him. So people can't really game plan against him and they're not asking him to do a ton. So, uh, you know, grain of salt and all that, like, it's fun to talk about, but being realistic, this is probably not sustainable for this guy. Um, my takeaway is, okay. I've been on your show a few times now. Um, if anybody's heard me, I, I, I'm not a Philly fan. That's number one. And number two is I'm a Kenneth Walker Hulk. Whoa, um, what? I know, shocking. So the the one knock on Kenneth Walker coming in to the draft, like Brees Hall was number number one. No no bones about it. The knock on Kenneth Walker was he couldn't catch. He didn't catch back. passes. Did not catch passes. He had he was only targeted five times. He caught it four times for 32 yards. Not game-breaking by any stretch. However, San Francisco is the number one defense in the league currently. They haven't given up more than 16 points in, what, two months? Mm. He yeah. still put up uh, almost 10 points in half PPR, more in full PPR. Yeah. Four catches there. Like that's. I mean, I, I, am I grasping? Yes, but he's not... <laughs> the stone hands he's not ronald jones like people made him out to be in the draft process i know you like... got hands of stone <laughs> <laughs> oh what is it I, now it makes me think i'm of looking Delaney for the Walker silver lining too. for my own personal team and that was it 
No, you know what, though? It's just, yeah. just because you haven't been thrown passes doesn't mean that you can't catch passes. The same thing was shown last year and less so this year because he hasn't been as relevant. But A.J. Dillon is like, they were like, okay, just because you weren't utilized for this doesn't mean you don't have the ability to, be, you know, to perform. Jonathan Taylor's knock was he didn't catch passes in college, and he proved that is a scheme thing. So I'm not Heck, obvious. I'm not saying Kenneth Walker is Jonathan um, Taylor, but and Derek and Ceh's upside was how good he was as a pass catcher. Yeah. So well, maybe that. that's something that maybe you know maybe that's something to note. I wonder if that's a trend, and that's something I need to mark down for myself to look into in the off season. Is like. Is that really any kind of determining factor? Because I know, I know when you're looking at wide receivers and stuff, like target share in college is a big deal as for like predicting uh, future, you know, uh, mm-hmm. future performance. But uh, as as a running back, I feel like we've seen several examples over the last few years where it, it just doesn't matter near as much. So. That's yeah. it's very you know it's scheme it's a lot more scheme dependent in college. I think There's it's a lot of college programs that don't utilize their running backs that way. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, something yeah, to pay attention to. For uh, you know Smash Mouth, they're going to use their running back differently. It is what it is. Definitely. Um. All right. Well, let's talk about Flex Baby. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Flex Baby. Let's talk about you. Uh, it's and weird me. to like announce it and then do the do the drop myself. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, we really need to get that. Uh, all right, um, uh, we'll just uh, so who's we, saying that. Let's just bring them on. You know, we'll just invite them over. They'll they'll do it. Good idea. I'll just I'll see. We'll I, they got it. Hit them up shout on Twitter. Out. Yeah, big shout out to uh the the writers and singers of let's talk about sex baby we would love to have you featured on our show um that's herbie herbie love bug azor um you know is, is that for real <laughs> that's according to the googles the google machine googles never oh. lie uh all right so moving on <laughs> to let's talk about flex baby Gus Edwards and Kadarius Tony. Oh, by the way, we we actually went to our leagues and asked for some input on these. So these are actually real flex considerations for actual teams, some of which are actual playoff teams and uh, trying to figure out how to win their leagues. So um, Gus Edwards versus Kadarius Tony. This is in a dynasty league. Um and it has to be one of these two. Yeah, I believe so. This is kind <laughs> of Yeah. So it's not not exactly ideal. I think in this scenario I would go Gus because we saw last week that despite JK Dobbins like performing really well, Gus Edwards was still involved and had quite a bit of a role and I don't know that Kadarius Tony's even for sure going to play, let alone have a big role in this offense. Yeah. Yeah, Not only that, which I agree with, I think that the Ravens and Browns will be a much, much, much closer game, which means the running back will see the field more. I don't know that it will be Gus Edwards, but the chances of him touching the ball 
are higher, I feel like, than I Tony. Think I think Tony like, needs one one catch to like get 15 points, but that's true. I, I, those are low odds. Yeah, I mean, I think also they don't want to give like Dobbins 30 carries. Like, you know, they're afraid of him being hurt. So they like Gus. They'll use Gus. Um, I think he'll get you a safe seven points at least. Um, you know, Tony can do that in one play, but likelihood is not high still. It's like one of those things do you go safe or do you go big? Yeah. And I think that's kind of how you judge it is if you're in that situation and you're a favorite, then you probably go Gus Edwards and take the points. And if you're like a pretty big underdog and you need the upside, then maybe you consider going with Kadarius Tony in that scenario and hoping that he, uh, you know, like Johnson mentioned in our group chat earlier, he could just take a couple end arounds and have two touchdowns. And yeah. that's, yeah. you know, what? While that's a low probability scenario, that like there's nobody who can't imagine that happening because he's that type of player and this is that type of offense. So Kadarius uh, Tony is your like your haymaker. Like you're probably not gonna hit the other guy with it, but if you do, like the match is over, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like ring the bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. So uh, let's let's talk about some more, 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 DJ Moore, Elijah Moore, and Chris Moore, the Houston wide receiver who got a lot of volume last week with, uh, you know, basically everybody else missing from that team. Um, DJ Moore's banged up. I know he has an injury, a knee injury in his day-to-day right now. Um, so, you know, l- assuming he plays, who who do you feel most confident in starting between these three? Honestly, Chris Moore. Like, yeah, I think this is a this is a really easy answer for Chris Moore. Honestly, like I DJ Moore's talent of the three. He's older, oh, I think. Yes. Uh, but the situation, like Jeff Jeff Driscoll's uh, throwing it right now, right? He's he wasn't like gotten rid of, right? Yeah, I believe it'll be Driscoll. Yeah. Anyway, or but he's shown be... that he has a rapport, and he's honestly better than. Oh God, I already forgot his name. That's how bad he is. Uh, Mills. Uh, <laughs> Davis Mills. Yeah. I think Mills is starting. Or Mills started last week at least. Um, yeah, I don't know who's going to start. I think Mills Both are is equally bad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Moore has shown that he can. He's. I think he's thirty nine. So. We know what he is. He's not going to like blow 39? up. 39? Like no, 29. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you said 39. I was like, no way. He's 67 me, it's, it's years just... old. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Chris Moore fought in World War One. <laughs> He's older than Sim. For me, it's, it's simple math. Like, let, let's just eliminate some people. DJ Moore has four touchdowns on the season. Cannot catch anymore. It's not a literally impossible. Yeah, Elijah like Moore has Zach Wilson starting. Last time Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore <laughs> played true, together, true. he demanded a trade because he never got any targets. Out. <laughs> What's left? Chris Moore. There's your starter. The more wow. the merrier. Wow! It's wow! Easy. Wow! It's easy. It is. Yeah, it, that's, that's the craziest thing. That's is just science, you're right completely there. right. It's <laughs> science. This is, we did it on this show. This mm-hmm. was like it's take quick it. Maths. Yeah, if you have a science report due tomorrow, just like just slap this we on. We just did one for you. There just, you go. Uh, us at Al. 
And uh, yeah, you win. We don't. We'll, we'll let you use it. We don't care. <laughs> I mean, I so. want royalties, honestly. But you know, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, we can we can work out the details. Shoot us a uh, a DM on Twitter <laughs> at Best Coast FF. Um, nice. All right. So Chris Moore over DJ Moore and Elijah Moore. Oh, how the Moores have done less. Banged up. Elijah Moore. Zach Wilson sucks. It's by default. So since we know DJ Moore is not catching a touchdown this week, do you think there's a good opportunity for Tommy Tremble to catch one? No, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> that's, that's all <laughs> I wanted to hear. As much as else on that team, which is low, but you know, really low. It's non-zero, so it's I definitely mean, I, non-zero. Like if you're talking about probability, there's just you know there's a chance I will catch a touchdown at some point. You know, at the same, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I think me and Tommy Tremble are like, you know, half a percentage off from each other. So, you know, that's how confident I am. I, Tommy Tremble has a slightly faster 40 time, though. So. The hey, reason dude, I bet. Our, our combine, I did pretty well. Thank you very much. You did. You did. The reason I bet Tommy Tremble would score more touchdowns than DJ Moore is because I figured Tommy Tremble had a higher probability of getting to five touchdowns than That's all you need. You know, and like, and and I I think almost anybody has a higher probability of five touchdowns than DJ Moore with the situation right now. So you know, That's it just fair. is what it is until he has a real quarterback. Yeah, I don't. DJ Less. That's it's a bummer. They won too many games to draft one, so we'll see. Yeah, he. Gosh, he's so talented. It's it's hard. It is Uh, better better quarterback draft this year than last year, so they could find somebody even in the mid range. That's true. I'm glad I traded him in Dynasty though. Oh no, he can't. He's he's way better than Galladay was. Dude, do you remember how good Galladay was early? Like so one year, they Galladay did anything. He was great. Like he, he was like looking like the one of the most promising receivers in the league for like two years. I was never that impressed. He had a solid wide receiver too, playing with Matt Stafford with nobody else to throw to. He was yeah. putting up fantasy numbers. He was not very good. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I had him on my team, All right. like in Dynasty, so like maybe I was a little biased, but still, I saw something special every now and then. <laughs> I never owned him anywhere, and so I don't really have any reason to dislike him. I just didn't. I just didn't think he was that I impressive. Him to Josh, so like I feel confident in saying he sucked. So you feel I'll vindicated for sure. That, so. <laughs> you did want him back as a throw-in, though. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Okay, but yeah. Uh, now he can't even get on the field with the Giants. Um, who have no receivers. Uh, all right. Uh, Brian Robinson versus Latavius Murray. Now, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, Brian Robinson, uh, he's got the Giants this week. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, the flex game, the Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, you know, I want to talk about Barkley in this game later, too, because both of these defenses have been 
pretty good Washington and, and the Giants, uh, especially against the run game. And with it being division rivals, um, you know, where, where do you guys stand with the, the run games here? And, uh, you know, specifically with Brian Robinson. Um, I will say the person who suggested this uh, flex is a very smart and attractive, uh, let's assume a man, um, and uh, always wise. But this one is really intriguing. I I like how uh, Brian Robinson has improved. You know, he's been he was really rough when he came back, um, but he's really coming out to his own. Uh, the Giants are not as strong of a defense as they start out with in the league. They're really loving to run the ball with them and having Gibson be like more of the pass catching role. So I'm pretty confident in that. Plus, without Wilson in, I do think that Latavius will lose a little bit on that end. Um I'm worried about Latavius Murray. Like uh, we've seen his snaps go down from 82% to 68% to only 53% of snaps this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that worries me a little, but prior to last week, you know, he'd had 17, 13 and 17 carries in the three weeks before that. And he does get utilized in the passing game a little bit. He does. So I I'm think those are, the- contrarian i've i've sort of yeah. made fun of brandon for bringing him up for the entire season because he's a bronco uh i i've never had any faith in latavius murray since he left oakland back when they had a team and latavius murray mm-hmm. uh, hmm. they're playing the cardinals and i like we said it earlier the cardinals defense is bad yeah uh i think robinson is substantially a better player uh he does have running back competition they also have wide receiver competition. Um, Heineke's not a great quarterback, but he's better than whoever is starting for Denver this week. And Washington is playing against a better defense. Uh, I'd take I'd take Latavius in that. I, you know, even if it's just the, the odds of scoring a touchdown, I don't think either one is in for a giant game. Um, I would take Latavius in that. I will say that... I think uh, I'm on the other side. I think I'm... Go ahead, Josh. Uh, I was just gonna say is like the other factor is that Mike Bone Boone, um, uh, he got hurt. He got cut off, so he's probably not gonna play. Uh, Marlon Mack did look good, but uh, like on the one play, but still, it's like yeah, so scored a lot. Marlon Mack her. is good. <laughs> Marlon Mack is great. I mean, Marlon as, Mack's uh, the the goat. Yeah, that's right. That's insulting the goats. Honestly, he's the chupacabra. He eats the goats. Nah. <laughs> the goat eater, Marlon Mack. You heard it here first. Thank you very much. <laughs> what in the world? No, nah, that's Purdy. Sorry. Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Purdy should be the chupacabra. He's the goat eater. That is that is awesome. Um, drop that. All right. Yeah, I think I'm on the Brian Robinson side of this. Honestly, the Latavius Murray worries me. This whole Denver offense worries me. It has all year. It's been really bad. And without uh, without Russ, I think I don't I don't think it is actually going to improve. That was a joke earlier. So I'm I'm worried about this offense. You know, no Cortland Sutton either. They're going to struggle to move the ball downfield. So. I think Brian Robinson has shown enough uh, this season to be 
pretty much a staple in your offense as far as like a running back two or or uh, a pretty high end flex option. Um, you know, it's a good floor and a good ceiling. So he's catching some passes, but the main thing is uh, in the last four games, uh, just looking at the stats right now, he ran twenty six against Philly. 15 against Houston. You don't really need to do much against Houston. Uh, 18 against uh, Atlanta. 21 against New York. Rested. And now gets New York again. So, and this is at home now. And the last two games, he's averaged uh, about 100 yards each game. And uh, the last two games also uh, getting over that, um, you know, four uh, yards of carry actually averaging, I think, closer to like, 5.2 or something like that catching a couple passes each game as well and scoring a touchdown so there is a little bit of a trend going on there and you know although i did say earlier new york isn't as good of a defense as he used to be uh he did pretty decent against that philly defense and he's progressively getting better as as he's getting more and more play so i do have a lot of confidence that he'll get I'll say at least 75 yards, 20 plus carries, uh, maybe a catch. I just want to be clear. I'm not advocating for Latavius Murray. I am just very <laughs> hesitant to start no, dude. a running back in a timeshare. We're not saying you're wrong. In a divisional matchup, like a must win game. Um, I mean, they have the same record. They're both competing for the playoff spot with Detroit breathing down their necks. They're projected pretty close. I, I am so not it's... confident in choosing him. Um, they've shown the willingness to at whim give it to Gibson, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, the last couple games, Gibson's been under fifty percent snap share. The last two games uh, that they played, Brian Robinson. Um. Oh wait, maybe I pulled up Brian. They Robinson. really like Brian Robinson. Remember no, when he first came back? I guess they've back. both been about. They've both been about the same, but Brian Robinson's touched the ball way more, even on those, uh, you know, split snaps. So, yeah. One's going to be more like those passing downs, and one's going to be the grinder. So, I agree with your process. I just, I really, this Denver offense, I'd like to not be playing anybody from the Denver offense. And Washington has, you know, they've gotten their offense moving the ball a little bit lately like they're at least winning games with Heineke so they have some motivation to move the ball I guess because that you know it hasn't been an insane yardage or anything but Robinson's been getting it done in those games so I'd, we'll I'd stick with that but I'm I'm a you know that's Robinson a proponent here but I do agree yeah that you're a stand Murray, you got him on some teams I do love Brian Robinson how can you not you love the story um but yeah for sure but the I, I, like I do the agree level, there's I like a the player. That's fair. Uh, he, he look he's probably going to be overshadowed next year when we have the crop coming in. But you do have a point, Latavius Murray. It's a bad uh, I mean defense, um, and just how the game script with how the quarterbacks are going to be there, and it's going to you know probably go more towards running. So there is a narrative also building that Latavius will have the better game of the two. Um, I just think I've seen like one's trending down, one trending up, and uh, one's older, one's younger. I I do I'm I'm hedging towards Brian. I'm biased, obviously, but um, you know I, I see both sides of that, and it's reasonable to go either way. 
Um, like I said, I'll make my bet on Brian. I will say the other detraction, and I think you kind of hinted at this, is that there are more weapons with Washington. So if someone else gets hot, um, if they're running it well with Curtis Samuel and um, and then Gibson's looking good, they might just be like, okay, you know, hot hand approach. And that's much more likely since there are more weapons for that to happen to just seeing what's going to work. Um, and, you know, I, that's I get true. It. That's true. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get through a couple more of these. Uh, Deontay Johnson versus AJ Dillon. So um, the Steelers this week have the Carolina Panthers and who do your Packers have Ritter? Green Bay, uh, the, the Rams Monday Rams, night, yeah. which the Rams defense has not been as good recently. No, it has not. They're missing a lot of pieces due to uh, injury, not to mention their season's pretty much over. So yeah, they just given up um, on life at this point. Yeah, and for Pittsburgh, you know, I mean, they're they're five and eight. They're certainly not eliminated at this point, um, you know, but it, it's also not looking good for them, uh, you know. And then losing losing Pickett for this game, at least, so uh, probably uh, well, most likely he's doubtful. He's not out for sure at this mm. point. So uh, where I, I'm not really confident in the volume for either of these guys. I think I'm a little more confident in the volume for Deontay Johnson. So maybe in a full PPR, I'd lean that way, but Mm -hmm. his yardage has been just terrible despite how much volume he's had. And his, do you know when the last time Deontay Johnson got 85 or more yards is last year, last year. (laughs) It's been rough. I mean, you know, yeah, that's really I mean, bad. Yeah, a lot of Ben's arm was shot, but he still passed a lot. I mean, they've had bad quarterbacks this year. It, it is what yeah. it is, but Pickens has put up more than that. He's been that's supplanted true. as the wide receiver one, despite yeah. the contract, despite the status. I, I, I'm leaning. Uh, I'm leaning Dylan this one. I will say and that not, not confidently, like, but I think I lean Dylan more as well. Yeah, yeah, Mitch does uh, target Deontay a little bit more. I think, you know, you might see a little uptick in this game, but I also think that, you know, there's a good shot that the Packers just smash on the Rams. It's a home game. It's Monday night. The Rams are missing a ton of pieces, and if that's the case, then it's probably going to lead to some volume for A.J. Dillon. I feel a little more comfortable with what he's going to offer to you, I think as a, as a floor this week. And then, um, you know, we haven't really seen a ceiling from Deontay all season. So yeah, I mean, they played, they played the Bengals last week. They went to overtime and he still only got 55 yards on 12 targets. Like the, the targets are great. That's, the that's targets awesome. are great, but they're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the other thing is that Dylan looked better recently. He had a good game, um, partially because, you know, Aaron Jones did get hurt. He's a little banged up on that ankle. So there is a good chance that, especially if they build a lead, that they'll just pull him, keep him healthy, don't put him at a greater risk because he's been having a couple different rotating injuries. He has a shin thing too. And uh, I think another little thing that he kind of nicks uh, picking up. Um, So if they're smart, and I hope they are. 
they probably will run through Dylan. Plus, there's nothing to win. As much as they have still a statistical chance to make the playoffs, I'm really hoping that actually the Packers lose out because I'd like to have like a top 10 pick for once. And, uh, you know, that'd be nice. So they can continue the to not draft a wide receiver? Yes, they certainly won't draft a wide receiver. We I mean, know that. Is there a wide um, receiver worth drafting in the top, like the top ten this year? Debatably, I mean, yeah, I possibly. There's like there's three or four guys that can flirt I mean, with it. I you know trade down, get more picks, and you know take one of them anyway. I'm gonna save those uh, predictions for uh, the off season, but Look, I'm yeah, just saying we'll get, hopefully we'll get a lot in in the off season. I'm not getting into it. I'm just saying it's like I don't necessarily want to win this game, and because you know I know what's realistic for the season, and like I don't want to put the stars at risk. Like I really love Aaron Jones; he's a very talented man. I want him to have as long of a career as possible. So if they can rest him up, and uh, you know, uh, use thighs, See, I think, right for there. think it could go the opposite way because despite the fact that Aaron Jones signed that extension. They can save a substantial amount of money by releasing him this offseason. They may want to see what Dylan can do further. I mean, he's proven he, he's an NFL caliber running back, obviously, but they may want to give him some more run, see what he can do as the guy, air quotes, um, because they can save a lot of money next year as a team that's not making the playoffs. That's not necessarily about Well, them. either way, that we're both advocating, though, that they might use him less. Uh, one, either to prevent injury for future use or and also more likely to trade if to that's showcase the case. Dylan or and also or to yeah, make sure that Dylan run. is what he is. Yeah. Or what it, what they think he is. So, yeah. Yeah, I think Dylan's an okay play this week. Are we all on that same same spot where we'd rather play Dylan than Deontay? I mean, I wouldn't be super excited, all but right. yes. I no, I, I mean, I yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not thinking Dylan's a top five running back this week, but it, it's possible that he's been top 12 the last two weeks. So yeah. um, he's probably going right. to be top 15. Let's talk about Ben Skaronic, Demarcus Robinson, and MVS. I love Slow Chronic. Slow Chronic. I love it. It's like, I don't know. It just sounds like Slow Chronic in my head. Ben Skaronic, wide receiver for the Rams. Um, so I touched on the the Hollywood stories of Purdy and Zach Wilson. So much like every other, are we pitching uh, a screenplay? Third like, part, are we submitting this to Hallmark? DVD, Netflix original, um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield story. Uh, it's going to be ugly. It's not going to be great. The yeah. casting is going to be kind of funky with Skoranek playing the part of Cooper Cup. But I still like that better than the other two. Uh, MVS, they're going to blow out their opponent. He's not going to get the opportunities. Demarcus Robinson is firmly behind a what late-round draft pick and what has been a healthy scratch. I, it's Skoranek for me pretty, pretty easily for, for volume, if nothing else. Same. Um, There's no uh, way I'd start MVS. Like I, I, the Chiefs are gonna blow them out, and they're not gonna need MVS to do that. Demarcus Robinson, like the the Ravens don't throw the ball. Um, 
Robinson's been utilized as a primary That's receiver. That's going to be an ugly game. It is going to be an ugly game. Yeah. Honestly, he's been getting receptions. Like He's been getting those targets. He's averaging at least seven, I think, in the last four games. So they're utilizing him. Um, and he has, you know, had decent games recently. So uh, I don't think that Demarcus Robinson's completely written off. Um, yeah, I like I like Skoranek better, but still, uh, I mean, there is a there is some the last, rationale in there. I I mean, he he's only been a let's see, he's only had one game above the top thirty five. It was week eleven. The last two weeks, he was wide receiver forty seven and wide receiver forty one. So, like he's he's getting some targets, but it's kind of that similar situation to Deontay Johnson where the yardage isn't there. Uh, it's not like the team isn't moving the ball so well that there's a high opportunity to score either. So uh, it's like, okay, the odds of a hundred yard game are pretty low. The odds of a touchdown are pretty low. Is that really who you want to throw in your flex at that point? I think the odds of, of, I think the odds of a hundred yard game or a touchdown are better for Ben Skoranek. Um, maybe the odds of a touchdown are better for MVS than either of the other two, just based solely on the team that he plays for. But you're like, you're almost hoping for it in the first half of the game because there's almost no way that they're, you know, so close that they need to be throwing downfield to MVS in the third and fourth quarter. So, yeah, you know, you're you're hoping that it's like on one of their first drives that MVS scores a big touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I, I am fading anybody on Kansas City outside of Patrick Mahomes or or their defense. Or, or, what about and, uh, Juju? No, nah, man. Um, I mean, Kelsey. You don't bench Kelsey, obviously. No, Kelsey but, uh, Pacheco. Yeah, and Demarcus Robinson hasn't scored a touchdown since the second week of the season. Like he had one good game in the last month, and that was against Carolina. You know, That's true, I, but Cleveland's also, not a world beater, but they're better than Carolina. He is still a little bit of a speedster, and in the earlier season, they were still they were trying to make you know uh, Bateman and Duvernay and Proche work, and so he's taken over Proche. that role. Uh, Proche, touche, um, and touche. so I will say. I'm I'm not saying you're wrong because I agree with you, but there is a case to be made that he's trending in that direction, and I wouldn't be surprised that he, you know, he does get a couple big plays that he breaks off because he is capable of that. So these are things that you can look at as a positive trend. Okay, well, like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying there is a there is an argument to be made. There are trends, and the utilization is there. The snap count is much higher, so you know he is kind of become their de facto receiver one. So Tyler Huntley cleared concussion protocol. They haven't named a starting quarterback, <laughs> but last year when Lamar was out, Huntley threw the ball to the tight end and that was about it. And the running, okay. back, but the tight end um, okay. and, and Harbaugh doesn't as a, an offensive scheme, they don't throw it to receivers in any way. So, well, let's uh, let's stay on the same game here. Uh, how do you guys feel about Dobbins? And specifically, we were asked in comparison to Zeke. Um, 
Upside Zeke's versus safer. safety. Yep. Yeah. Um, Jack- I'm just afraid. Jacksonville is on fire, and yeah. that game is going to be closer than I want it to be. Um, so Zeke's going to stay. I mean, Zeke ran it in the week before. Obviously, last week against Houston was uh, scary. He still got the touchdown late. But even against the Colts, when it was a route in the fourth, he still got a, a late fourth quarter touchdown. So that it's not like they're going to pull anybody out. But I think this is going to be a close game. He gets the goal line, the red zone looks for over Pollard. Uh, yeah. Evans has shown more upside, but I do not feel confident in anyone on that offense. So. Yeah. You I will know, say, are you swinging for the fences, or are you going for uh, to get a runner on base? You know, I feel like the right call is to play Dobbins. I think that that's who you should use. I think that it's highly likely, though, and I never want to root for injury, so I'm not saying that at all. I just like I have a, like a sinking feeling that like he's going to start out great, get hurt, and then Gus is going to have a great game. So like, like I said, don't want that huh. to happen. Uh, but I, I do have that no. legitimate fear. Um, and then Zeke, him, it's like I, I he's either going to blow up or Pollard's going to have a good game. One or the other going to do that. It's hard to kind of predict. It kind of seems to be bouncing back and forth. So They've both done it at the same time several times. That's true. That's, that's yeah, true. Yeah, and Zeke's on a scoring streak. I feel pretty confident with Zeke this week, so I think I would play him over Dobbins, although I'm not. I'm not really knocking Dobbins like last week. His snap share was kind of low, but they still gave him a lot of carries on those snaps with 15 carries. He had 120 yards. It was a really nice comeback for Mm -hmm. him. So I'm still pretty confident in Dobbins, but I think, I think Dallas is going to need Zeke to uh, help him, you know, control the clock, control the pace in this week in order to try and win this game. So I'm, I'm really confident in Zeke and that's where I'd go. My, my one Ooh. argument for Dobbins is a philosophical one because we are in the playoffs and you don't necessarily, well, okay. I don't personally want to start the safest option at every position and then get blown out and be like, well, you know, I didn't take any chances, but at least I didn't screw it up. I want to beat my opponent. I don't want to, you know, play it safe and have them have a bad game and oh I advanced by default I want to beat them and with that I want whoever's going to have the highest score so I you know I've won several championships I've also lost (laughs) a lot of times (laughs) in the playoffs with this strategy but I am more apt to swing for the fences in the playoffs uh, because it is such a small sample size and you always go to the hot streak I, I see, but it's not just Zeke's floor that I'm confident in. I think Zeke almost certainly scores a touchdown in this game, so I'm pretty yeah. confident Zeke's going to be like a top ten running back this week. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm. If if this was my team, I'd start Zeke, but that that is how I would justify starting Dobbins given the option. I suppose maybe if you're, you know, if you're just not confident in a lot of other positions. Well, if you're not confident in a lot of other positions, you're probably starting both of these guys. That's true. Yeah. You um, know, you probably don't have the flexibility. I mean, it'd be a weird scenario where you had Zeke and Dobbins and a bunch of guys you're not confident starting as well all on your roster. So I think I think this is more of like, a, you know, a pretty this is a pretty good roster that's looking at a decision like this. Yeah, you're not hurting. You know, there's a reason you made the playoffs if these are the two guys on your bench. 
I mean, not bench, but you know, if you're a flex spot, let's say that you're instance. that you're considering flexing, or as your yeah. RB two because you got three really good wide receivers or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I think I'd go Zeke. I'm really confident in the floor and pretty dang confident in the upside too because I think he scores this week. So I think they're both great. Um, I, I, really said, I just get a kind of a, game though, honestly. Like I feel, I don't think in, that necessarily hurts Zeke. No, no, it absolutely doesn't. I'm I'm saying that in favor of him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, so, I, although right. I'm afraid of injury, I just like Dobbins, just like in my heart, I feel like he's the right choice. And yeah, but they're both good. Uh, but much to your point, both y'all, just uh, Dallas is so much better when Zeke, even when Zeke's not having a great game, the offense is so much better when Zeke's like dominating and like having a lot of snaps. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. That, uh, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Uh, we had a little bit more planned, but we are already past an hour, and uh, I don't want to keep these guys all night uh, since they were generous enough with their time to come give me an hour and help me out with the show tonight without Brandon and Josh. So uh, thank you both so much for joining me. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Josh, start us off. Do you have anything to shout out or plug or uh, shill anything like that? Yeah, so uh, uh, this past Monday, I saw Violet Night um, with our Dennis Hopper from Stranger Things. Excellent film. So yeah, that's what I'll plug. Whatever, however you want to watch that movie, do it. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Zach, what do you got for us? Do you have anything to plug or shill or promote all of the above, man. shamelessly? I, I actually, uh, I have to shill and plug you. Um I'm pulling for you in our dynasty playoffs right now. Um, should you win this matchup, which you are slightly favored currently to win, um, you would then advance and get to play me. You. Um, and, you know, last, time we, last time we played in the playoffs, it's been a few years. Uh, I beat you for the championship. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that. So, you know, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm on a nostalgic kick. It's Christmas time. Um, I will say so, yeah, beating that's, Jordan that's in the championship is a very good feeling times uh, <laughs> all right cool super super cool all right i gotta lift myself up on the end of this show hang on i feel better <laughs> love you buddy oh sorry about that man all right uh, playoffs don't talk about playoffs you, you talking about me? playoffs playoffs Thanks, guys. <laughs> I really appreciate you. This is a fun episode. Um, shout out to Brandon and Josh. They will be back very soon with us. You can find us, as always, on our main Twitter page, at Best Coast FF. You can find Brandon at BCFF underscore Brandon. You can find Josh at BCFF Josh. And I, as always, am at BCFF underscore Jordan. Thank you all so much, and uh, good luck in your playoffs this week. Oh.